Hey, everybody, it's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with Mikey from the Urban Surf Kings. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Ryan? Very good. Uh, pleasure, to ha- pleasure to have you on. I know you guys have been uh, carrying the, uh, the surf music torch for quite some time now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, I think we're uh, 27 years now, I think we've been going. So, but, you know, only 25 years with the, uh, the new lineup. <laughs> only 25 years. <laughs> yeah, so, with the new so, guys. So, yeah. so tell me how it all started. Um, well, I, I think I just stopped playing with another band. It was sort of like a, a living color style band in the 90s. That, that sort of style, original stuff here in Halifax. And that band sort of wrapped up. And uh, looking for something else to do, play. Wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, of course, you know, most people my age saw Pulp Fiction and it was like, oh, right, that stuff, that surf music is so cool. I forgot about that. Because, you know, some of the first songs I learned were like Wipeout and Rebel yeah. Rouser. And, uh, you know, those were the early tunes that I learned on guitar when I first started playing. And so it's like, oh, yeah. And my wife said, well, you know, you should start a surf band. And, oh, that's, that's kind of a neat idea. So, you know, got a bass player uh, that I knew and the drummer guy I knew. And uh, I said to the drummer guy, uh, his name is Spunky. And I said, uh, you want to play in a surf band? He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play in a surf band. He's like, what surf? <laughs> so <laughs> that's how we started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've been going ever since. Uh, the lineup, the first two guys in the band, you know, went on to other things in their life. And then uh, about two years after we started, uh, the current lineup. Is, and who's, been going. who's in the current lineup? So uh, my brother, uh, Inky, is the drummer. And uh, so, you know, I kind of co-opted him into the band being a relative and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Crash Flag is the bass player. And uh, I met him when we were in universities uh, studying jazz, jazz studies. So, yeah, so that's the band. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I, I love the writing. I mean... The, the way you play and the way the songs turn out, it's like, I don't know how to, how to explain it other than when I was upstairs listening to it, I said, it's almost as if the song writes itself. <laughs> I wish it was that easy sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of them certainly do write themselves. Uh, some songs, um, I'm just trying to think Astro Surfer Gogo, the album just listened to. I think like the Cosmic Knots Apprentice wrote itself pretty quickly, but some of those other songs were probably, you know, like a couple months picking away at them, or some of them may have been a couple of years old. I can't quite remember now. So some of the stuff comes really easily. Some of the stuff is, you know, gets to that point and then it just needs that extra something to, to, to yeah. push it over the edge. So, you know, keep picking away at it. It seems like a very natural, uh, uh, a really natural style of music. It's not forced. It just sounds like it's just hmm. something that comes out of you. Well, I mean, like we have been doing it for such a long time. And so it's kind of the band is kind of like has this sort of musical ESP going on. Um, which is nice because, I mean, we've been playing as a unit, like I said, for, you know, quarter of a century now, <laughs> 25 years. And uh, so, you know, you you kind of tune into each other's playing style. We knocked that album off, I think, like in a day and a half. 
Um, wow. Just played it live off the floor and threw a couple overdubs on here and there to flesh a couple parts out. But yeah, basically the tracks were done a day and a half, with including the overdubs. That's a lot of tracks too. It's like thirteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's thirteen or fourteen on that one. Yeah, but we were ready for it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and I and I love the aspect that maybe that's what was hitting my ear is that you played live off the floor. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that when when possible we like to do that now with the the new album we're working on i'm not sure if that's going to happen live off the floor or not just with the uh strictly to get into some studios and stuff with the pandemic still going but uh, we've done several stuff in the past too where you know we've just emailed back and forth and things sound great so awesome yeah, i won't tell you which ones those are you can just have to figure those out are you are you um right now trading demos or are you actually recording parts and sending them back and forth um i think probably what we're going to do we're, we're doing i think we're the drum and guitar parts are pretty much done done uh for a lot of the tunes and crash will come in and when he's uh feeling up to it come in and then record the bass parts he'll probably come over to my place and do that and um then uh, we'll send it off to uh, Chris Thompson, uh, a friend of ours who lives about uh, two or three hours away from here, to mix it. And uh, he'll mix it, make it sound good, and then we'll send it off to get mastered and then put it out in some format or other. Chris, Chris, uh, we first worked with Chris on the Astro Surfer Gogo album and uh, really loved what he did. And since then, he's done a bunch of our sort of digital singles and our, uh, what was the one, uh, Torrance, the one we recorded live in uh, California at the surf guitar festival a couple of years ago he mixed that one too so yeah he's great how do you um how do you put do you put the music out yourself uh have, have you ever had any any help putting them out or is it is it a totally oh, yeah. we, we've done we've sort of, yeah we've done both routes we've done um we've worked with a couple of labels in the past we did a live album with omom records at italy back in probably 2010, 2011. Um, Astro Surf was a co-release with us and uh, Green Cookie Records, or no, Surf Cookie Records out of uh, Greece. And, uh, but for the most part, I think we're, we're pretty much putting it out on our own. Um, it's just nicer to sort of control all the aspects of it. And, uh, you know, every, you know we, we've had done some work with some other things. Sometimes it turned out not as quite like we would like them to, not not with uh, like uh, surf cookie or any of those. They're, they're really good, but we've done things in the past with others that were you know okay. But uh, I, I think we prefer to be in kind of control of what we're releasing completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm and I'm sure people can find your stuff if you're if you're doing things on your own on a website or Bandcamp, right? Yeah, if they go to uh, our our. Uh, what do you call it? Our boutique label or <laughs> the label we gave it. So you look for Reverb Ranch uh, at Bank on Bandcamp, you'll find our stuff. Or I think if you search Urban Surf Kings, it also comes up. So there's stuff from all our releases, plus some of the solo stuff I did as Rev Hank. And that's the one, P, one uh, EP I did with the Wadadley Riders, which is Lorenzo Surfer Joe band back in 2009, I think it was for an Antiguan tour. So. Yeah, there's lots of stuff on there. Awesome. So uh, you you say you said you were in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So so what's it like playing surf music in uh, Nova oh. Scotia? 
Uh, it's fine. It's worked out great for us. I mean, we were, when we started, um, we were the, one of the only surf bands. Maybe we were the only surf band. Um, then there a couple of surf bands sort of came and went, and we just kept going. And, uh, you know, after so many years, you just become one of those established acts around that people see, and they will come out and see. Um, up until the band, pandemic, we were doing about a gig a month. Okay. Which is, you know, pretty good for a, for a city of about 300,000 people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, all the gigs were good. Um, good turnout on everything. And uh, so now there's a couple other, there's another surf band up from uh, Bridgewater, which is about an hour away from here. That's the Green Reflectors. Yes. So they're out our ways. Yeah. But them, them young boys. Um, so yeah, we, we've done a bunch of shows with them, especially in their early days when they were just starting out. We put them on the bill with us. and uh, So they, they're a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple of more bands sort of have popped up across Canada since. But yeah, we, we haven't stopped. Yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few uh, surf bands in Canada, um, which I guess it shouldn't surprise me because it's everywhere. But yeah. b- being being that not many people from the United States would expect that, but there are a lot of really good surf bands in Canada. Oh, absolutely. There are. Um, I mean, there's, there was tradition right back in the 19, like late fifties, early sixties of instrumental stuff that eventually became surf band music, like uh, the Esquires was one group. Um, of course, I can't think of any of them off the top of my head right now, but there's a whole bunch of them. There were a couple of collections put out. Uh, it was collectible records put out, like four volumes of Canadian surf music, the Gem Tones. Wow. Band, and uh, the one from around here, which were the Great Scots. Um, so there were there were a lot of bands there. And then, you know, of course, Shadowy Men on Shadowy Planet. Um, yeah, yeah. Quite popular, quite well known uh, back in the 80s and early 90s. Huevos Rancheros as well from Calgary. And uh, then, yeah, then for a while, it seemed like we were the only ones that I knew of. I mean, I'm sure there was a couple other, but yeah. it was the only ones that I knew of going. And now there's, you know, there's the Babylonies, I think uh, men in gray suits, both from Quebec, there's Mark Malibu and the Wasagas, um, you know, stuff right across Canada now. Yeah, it's all great stuff. Uh, oh yeah. There's a really, uh, uh, the Surf Hermits, which I think is on the other coast, in comparison to you yeah yeah they might be british columbia i think yeah, yeah. and um night chill they're really good uh they oh, were on, no, i don't know them yeah. yeah they were on that comp that um mark malibu did the surfing uh the surfing kitty christmas oh okay i've i've, I've heard them then because because <laughs> we're on that comp so yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yes yeah, right 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 yeah so there's a lot of uh and he does a lot um of good stuff for the for the rest of the bands you know in, in his area uh oh yeah yeah so yeah, it's have, nice you heard, Mark, have you heard his podcast oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, actually i know mark quite well um oh, good he, he was uh first met him down here on the east coast he came down with when he uh, can't remember the name of his he had a rockabilly band though, a really good rockabilly band um the mill winders the mill winders um, and they were down here playing and uh, we were playing at the same festival and I got to meet him there. Actually, he saved, saved my bacon because I had a 
one of my strap pegs went flying out and uh, needed a screwdriver to put it on the middle of the show. And he came running up with a screwdriver. So that's how we met. Um, but yeah, no, I've been in touch with Mark. And actually, I'm up in Toronto for some other related music shows, not related to surf stuff in uh, May. And I will probably get together then. So yeah, yeah, no, Mark's, Mark's, yeah, he's great. I mean, and, you know, Toronto is such a, a, a big city that it's, it's a great to see a lot of bands coming out of there. Uh, the the SC 101 festival was was just announced. Um, oh, did they did they put the lineup out yet? Um, <laughs> I'm not seen the lineup yet. I haven't seen the lineup, yeah. but I did, I did see the beats. It's at the end of July. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. But you said you played there. How? What? For for people who. For especially bands, I'm, right now I'm talking to bands about what it's like for them to go out and tour. What was it like for you to play the SG 101 Festival? Oh, it was great. We went out in 2018. Um, so Jeff Hansen, Big Tiki dude there, brought us over. I've known Jeff, you know, three years sort of via interweb world, but uh, actually met uh, Jeff in person for the first time in 2015 when the Urban Surf Kings played at the Surf and Joe Festival in Italy, um, Jeff was there too. So I got to you know, meet him in person and we talked about, you know, setting up the show in California. So he set up four dates for us out there, um, which was really cool. We played, uh, every, every show we played was with the Tremolo Beer Guy. So that was oh, yeah. Uh, they're such a good live band. Um, but yeah, I mean, we played uh, the Barclay one night in Pasadena small little club there with uh, Chris Barfield and um, Frankie Volcanic. Yeah, no, yeah, he was not. No, it was, uh, oh, well, his name escapes me at the moment, but uh, from Argentina, great guitar player. Uh, El, El Papu. Oh, he was yeah. playing with Chris yeah. and some of the things. Yeah, so they were playing, they were the Kaisers of California. So we played a show there, then we went to the Purple Orchid at El Segundo, played with the Black Ball Bandits, Frank yeah, and the Cool Boys. Uh, a great show. And then we did the Surf SG 101 thing at Alpine Village with a slew of phenomenal bands. And then uh, wrapped up at uh, the Surf Dogs at Huntington Beach. Uh, with a bunch of bands too so yeah it was it's great um really we had there was a fantastic turnout for every show uh especially the the purple orchid small club but it was just like rafters you know it's kind of frightening to think about that now but <laughs> back in the time pre-pandemic days it was phenomenal and this sg101 festival jeff treated us so well it was it was you know and all the bands. I mean, the surf community is so friendly and so supportive. Really, yeah, yeah. It was just a great experience. Yeah. Here, here's a good question: since you've you've played quite a quite quite a distance from from your hometown, what's it like? The what's the difference between you playing in America, Italy, and uh, Nova Scotia? What are the, okay. what are the differences um, or similarities? Well, I think this. Similarity is, is people are, are really into it, <laughs> for one, at all the shows um, that we play. Um, there's always lots of dancing going on. People were saying nobody dances in California's their shows. That's wrong. There are people dancing. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so the similarities is there's, there is an audience for, for surf music everywhere. Um, 
the, the biggest difference for us is not having our own gear when we're out of Halifax, but you know, that you make do. I mean, it's a guitar is a guitar. So, you, you know, you figure it out. Um, the, the two festivals that we played, like Surf and Joan SG 101, I guess were they're just so different in the fact that there were, you know, longer events like Surf and Joe was like four days, I think through four days. So, you know, everything in the world comes there, you know, for that. Cause there was, you know, there were bands from, you know, well, Mexico, right over to Croatia, to, you know, every, you know, everywhere in between and uh, Brazil, et cetera, et cetera. And Europe, of course, in the States. Um, SG 101, there, there were bands from Europe and, and us from Canada and then a lot of local bands. There's, I just find the camaraderie so phenomenal. Um, and, and because of the SG 101 site and the different Facebook sites, you get to know these people, um, you know, before you, you get there. And it, it's cool because, you know, going over to Italy, if we did that, or California for that, say, if we did that like 20 years ago, not as many people would have known who we were. But, you know, when we were over there, I got the impression that, you know, there were a handful of people that were excited to, you know, come out to see the urban surf kings. Um, yeah, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> That's what they said. So, so yeah, that was really nice. Um, so differences. The the Italian audience was the, the audience at the Italian show was definitely really geared up, but there were you know several thousand there. I think there were like ten thousand over the whole weekend. Um, wow. So that yeah, so it was that was like a super hype hype show. Um, but you know, run amazingly well also by Lorenzo and his group. So yeah, it's, it's a blast. Highly recommended. Oh yes. That, that's one of the things that I would, I would look forward to doing. Um, plus as, when I spoke to Lorenzo, he was such a cool guy and, um, mm. very, very down to earth and, and mellow. And you wouldn't expect that he has, that he's so busy because he's so mellow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well I think he, I think that's why he can be busy because he's <laughs> relaxed about it. Uh, like, like I first the first time I met Lorenzo was I think two thousand and I think it was two thousand and nine, and I read about the Surf Surfer Joe Festival and I was like, oh my wife and I are going to be in Italy around that time for vacation, so oh I'd like to go see the festival, you know, you know where is it, blah blah blah, and he emails me back saying, uh, no you have to play, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no no I'm not. I'm not my band's not coming on vacation with me. He says, that's all right. So, you know, he, his band at the time, there were Dadley Riders, backed me up. So I sent them some tunes, met them there. Then he's like, then we, well, we have to make a tour of Antigua because he was based out of Antigua at the time, uh -huh. but putting the festival on in uh, Italy. So uh, in, I think it was April, maybe, of 2010, I flew down to Antigua for, for like a week to play with them. And then, uh, then 2015, it's like, well, I should probably bring the rest of the band over so they can have fun. <laughs> so yeah, and then SG 101 in 2018, Lorenzo was there too. So, you know, run into him a lot. That's awesome. So, so yeah, That's yeah awesome. he's a great guy. So yeah. you, you've had some, it sounds like you've had some really, really great times in, mm -hmm. in, in the number of years um you've played with, with when i when i when i say is a lot of bands would be envious of your journey oh uh, yeah I, I i suspect so um but uh you know it was 
I think a lot of it had to do with, well, sticking around for so long <laughs> as, as a unit. And I think because we've consistently put out material, um, we've got a lot of releases. Um, so I think, you know, that keeps us sort of on the radar of, of people and, you know, just being active in the, the different surf communities and uh, figuring out, you know, how can we make this work to travel, to go play places, you know, so, you know, we, in Canada, we're lucky because there's a, there are some government grants that you can apply for to help offset some touring costs. Um, so that helped us in Italy with, there's a group called Music Nova Scotia, which helped us out with that. So that was phenomenal. Um, but with uh, California, most of that was funded uh, because one of our songs got placed in a VW commercial. Oh, wow. <laughs> but actually we ended up breaking even, we, we ended up breaking even in California anyways, <laughs> which was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so we try to make it work. It's kind of, well, it's a vacation, but it, you know, if we can make it work financially as, as to our advantage that we, you know, we don't go too far yeah then we'll absolutely absolutely do that yeah that's awesome but no it's 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 been we've worked hard at it so so you said your your bass player is kind of on the mend right now um hmm. what what are you doing in the meantime um i i i can't play shows but have you been writing new things yeah so that's like we were talking about earlier with the uh the demoing stuff that we're doing or, or whether it's demos or they come in be mixed as, as final things, probably mixed as final things. So doing a lot of writing, um, recording stuff, going back and forth with my brother. Uh, he's, he will record drum parts at his home and then send them to me and then we'll kind of put them all together. And uh, then when the crash is, is up to it, we're probably in the next month or so, probably next month, then we'll come in and do some bass parts. And uh, Get a mix mastered so yeah do a lot of writing a lot of practicing i also have a an exotica sort of one man exotica project ah exotica, yeah which, yeah so so you know it's tinker away at that and uh yeah so you know i'm always busy always busy basically doing something that, that um i intentionally asked that that question twice because sometimes it gets lost along the way that a lot of surf musicians are in other bands. They have multiple bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's like the only live band really is Urban Surf Kings that I play in. So like Yuki Exotica is just kind of a one-man thing. And my Reverend Rev Hank stuff is just, you, you know, me and usually playing some stuff and then using uh, my brother playing, you know, playing the drum stuff. But for live stuff, it's always Urban Surf Kings. Um, though I do have a project with my sister who's a, a dancer, a traditional indigenous and modern dance dancer that we've been working on. So that's what the five shows in Toronto are going to be coming up in May. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, lots of different musical stuff. So where can, where can people, uh, the, the, what's the name of the, the, uh, the group that you're going to be playing with your sister and what kind of music is that? Okay, so it's um, it's, it's called Sky Dancers, um, and it's uh, our great grandfather. Um, I'm, I'm from the Mohawk First Nations in Ganawage, uh, which oh. is a reserve just off Montreal Island. And our great grandfather, the Mohawks are traditionally ironwork, like uh, very well known as great ironworkers, you know, skyscrapers and stuff like that. 
for our great grandfather, Louis, when he was, uh, I guess it'd be in the early, early 20s, it was nearly, I can't remember the exact date, but um, was building, uh, working on building a bridge in Quebec City uh, and the bridge collapsed. And 30, 33 of our, I think it was 33, of people from our reserve died in that collapse. Um, oh. So my sister and I, I thought, well, we have been wanting to work on, like I've provided a lot of music for her, her dances and stuff that she does. So we wanted to work on something specifically together. So we decided that would be a good project to work, work on. Um, so basically it tells the story of, of the Quebec bridge disaster and its effect on our community of Ganawage um, and the resilience of the community and how it's thriving now, but how it all sort of, you know, that was a significant disaster and event of the time. And um, the musically it's, um, it's traditional, sort of traditional indigenous stuff. So I'm using a lot of sort of traditional drums and rattles and vocables, um, the scene style mixed in with some modern sounds, um, modern synth stuff. Um, I do play live with the, uh, as a, with the uh, guitar. So I'm playing live guitar along the backing tracks and a guitar karaoke, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> but so I'm playing along live with, with the backing tracks uh, and reacting to what the dancers are doing for certain pieces. So it's, it's, it's a big production. There's a bunch of dancers and big sets and uh, we're at the Harbor Front Center uh, Victoria Day weekend. So anybody who's in Toronto, that's just, uh, around the 20th of May. So we're doing five shows in Toronto. We've had, a, we did a show here in Halifax in September, done shows in Montreal. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a bigger than the Surf King shows. <laughs> that's, Excellent. It's Excellent. a lot of fun. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Tell me a little bit about your Exotica project. Uh, the Exotica, so, so where did I start that even? But I've always been a fan of, of, of sort of exotica, tiki, you know, whatever you want to call it, type music, like Martin Denny, Les Baxter, Escawal, that stuff. And um, so I, I also play ukulele, um, you know, semi-professionally as well. So, you know, Urban Surf Kings actually have a ukulele version of us that we play oh. surf and, and, jazz, and jazz numbers. And, but with ukuleles. Um, and um, so the, the, I just started writing one, I guess it was 19, I think it was when did it come out? Just before the pandemic on Sharawaji Records. So it would have been just before the pandemic I was working on it. So it's, it's ukulele um, and slide ukulele. Uh, wow. Um, with, uh, if, if you just hang on a second, I'll grab it. It's right over here in my slide ukulele. And it's really quite, quite something to see. Um, so I, yeah, I, I really into playing a lot of laps, steel. Uh, I have a dobro that I play. I'm not good at it, but I really enjoy playing it. <laughs> and uh, so I get this uh, friend of mine, from Winnipeg in Canada made this, uh, wow. this uh, I call it a Yukabjorn. So like kind of like a Weisenborn style guitar, the Hawaiian six string ones, but it's in a tenor uke size. So it's uh, still relatively tuned too. I haven't had it out in a while. 
I've so, never seen one of those. Yeah, so it, it, what's that? I've never seen one of those. No, um, they're quite rare. <laughs> this, I think, was the first one he made. And I think a couple, I think he's made a couple since. The thing I apologize for some of that playing. I haven't had this out in a while. No, it's so, awesome. It's one of those things you have to sort of keep at. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's great. So that that I, I was just started recording it, and you know had like a couple of uke kind of tunes. Actually, I think one of the first ones I did was a John Knight Riders piece, um, Rumble at Waikiki, and I recorded that. And it's like then I did one of Surfer Joe's tunes. Uh, Twist, twist in, and then uh, started writing my own, and then did some Surf King songs, and uh, then eventually it was like, oh, I've got you know, write a few more and have an album, and so yeah, did that and uh, put it out, and like I said, with Sharawashi uh, Records, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun, it's a great little project. Uh, slowly picking it away at the second one, second album. It, it's it's kind of like going down the rabbit hole. Once you find something, you, you kind of obsess over it because you you're so oh, yeah. into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, that's that's what that's what happened. <laughs> I did during the <laughs> pandemic. I did, I did like an orchestral spaghetti western album. Yeah, oh wow! Went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Wait, is that the Urban Surf Kings or or how did you? No, put that would have been under. That would have been a Red Hank one. So that's on the band camp, the Urban Surf Kings. Bandcamp site. It's um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the, 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 the gun blank. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's on there. Uh, just give me a second here. I should know the names of my own albums. Well, there's so many. Yeah, El Camino de los Muertos. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's on there. You can listen to it on Bandcamp. It's but uh, yeah, it's uh, more orchestrals with did all the pieces with baritone guitar and uh, you know a virtual orchestra sort of thing. And uh, yeah, and you know I picked away at that during the pandemic. That's interesting. You mentioned baritone guitar because there's out of all the interviews I've done, I've only heard a few people mention that. What is the difference between oh. playing a regular six string and a baritone? Hmm. Well, the baritone is tuned lower. For one, it's a uh, regular guitar, you know, is tuned in E. Uh, baritones are either tuned in A or B for the most part. Strings are, are the same relationship to each other. So, you know, you play an E chord shape on a baritone, the way mine's tuned, you, you get a B chord. So it's just nice and low sounding. Um, it's a longer scale neck, of course, because it's a lower instrument. Uh, I've got a an electro one, which uh, we use, I use Bring It Out Live. I've, we have a handful of tunes that we've done with uh, baritone. Actually, I'll, I'll send you one of the 45s that's just baritone. Oh, awesome. Guitar. And 
Yeah, and it's uh, I, I just love the sound of it. it. You know, it's just big, and with as a three piece, it really fills out too because you know, sonically, it's such a big sound. That's awesome. Yeah, so and, they, and they're beautiful guitars. They look beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I really like. That. I mean, I've had mine for quite a few years, and uh, I just love it. Though it did give me tendonitis in my wrist. Did it really um, over the? Uh, yeah, over the pandemic. I think because I was playing it so much while doing that album. Um, is, is it, it uh, it's, the it's gauge? Better. Yeah, it's the it's a thicker gauge of string for sure, and I, the neck is I think a little thinner on this one and wider than than what I'm used to playing for the most part. And I, I think I was just playing it too much and just <laughs> my wrist. But yeah, you know, it's back. My wrist is back after physiotherapy okay. and all that <laughs> stuff. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I can play it again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Mikey. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about or, or promote or, or mention uh, that I haven't asked? Um, let me think. I think we've covered pretty much everything. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a ball to play the stuff and the surf community is so cool there. Um, I suspect a lot of sort of these niche, I don't know, niche, smaller, not pop music communities are hopefully as as uh, you know enjoyable and uh, connective as as these are. Um, it's 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 been great. We've, we've you know had nothing but positive experiences with uh, anything to do with surf music. You know whether it's live shows or interviews or traveling or it's it's just been great. It's been you know a phenomenal way to to spend the last 25 years for sure. Um, though I think if you told myself, you know, my, my heavy metal self 30 years ago that you'd be in a, you know, a successful surf band. And, uh, you know, I probably would have just laughed and walked away. <laughs> but here it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, people can come check out, go to urbansurfkings.com and that'll give you a link to every, all the sites that we have, you know, the Facebook stuff that, website, the band camp, all those things. And uh, we should have something coming out hopefully this year, uh, whether it's a 45 with some extra downloads or a CD or a, I don't know, vinyl just seems to take like 18 years now to, to get a copy yeah. yeah. something pressed. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Something will come out <laughs> somehow. One last question. Yeah. Um, Astro Surfer Gogo has very Jetsons-like uh artwork oh uh, yeah who did your artwork for that oh a uh, friend of mine edgar beals who uh he's done all our albums actually he's done every single album cover except for live in hell um was the only one that he didn't do but he's done every single album cover for us and all the digital stuff too so um he's phenomenal i grew up with him in a small town in nova scotia uh <laughs> we went to the same high school kind of hooked up again later in Halifax um he was he's like a year older than me so you know in high school I didn't know him that well but I knew who he was to, you know to talk casually to um but yeah we've uh he's worked he's done all our album covers uh he's a phenomenal artist and uh we actually have a band that's uh, he and I an electronic an odd electronic band called Sonic Messiah so if you oh, search wow. for Sonic Messiah you might find some odd stuff somewhere out in the internet that you know that actually was my transition band between my heavy metal band to surf was sonic messiah with edgar because oh. i 
just filling the time and Sonic Messiah just pops up here and there when we have time to play some weirdo electronica. Cast. That's awesome. It's all fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Edgar Beals, definitely. He's a very, you've, you've led a very rich musical life and it, it sounds like, like such a great time. So um, bravo, man. Bravo. Well, thank you. And thank you for, you know, taking the time out of your day uh, to uh, get a hold of me and uh, talk surf and stuff. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. You have a great night, Mikey. And uh, I wish you uh, and your bass player the best and your brother and your sister. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's great you're doing stuff with family. And uh, I think mm. I think that's that's important uh, if you can. Uh, Absolutely. To, to do something creative with your family is uh, a really uh, a gift. Oh, it is. Plus, you know, I mean, it, plus I'm the oldest of all my siblings. So, you know, I can just tell my mom on them if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, man. Have a great night, Mikey. All right. Thank you. Take care, Ryan.